is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. Oh my. Check out what these desperate mother are up to this week. Okay, welcome to the Desperate Mothers Podcast. I'm CJ Watson. I'm Jason Rice. And I'm Jack Fisher. And if you did your reading this week, folks, we read Volume 1 of uh, Lock and Key, Welcome to Lovecraft, on Jason's goading. It was a good read, though. I I kind of devoured it. Yeah. I, or did it devour me? Like all at once? Is that what you're saying? Did you? Did yeah, you... I, I binge read it. I read the entire thing. But weren't you and... held captive in a... Well, yeah, that's... So this weekend you you were under lock and key yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Had nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trapped in a, uh, a guest bedroom that had like a twin size bed for Lisa and I to sleep in. So staying up late and reading was a better alternative than trying to sleep. Okay. Pretty sure there's other alternatives. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, all of those are difficult to do on a tiny twin size bed or double or whatever the hell it was. Okay, I, I myself, I, I ended up squeezing it into three sessions. Yeah, which I finished today. Okay, I read it all this morning, but you had read it before. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so uh, Joe Hill and uh, Rod- Gabriel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, the art Gabriel Rodriguez looked super familiar. So, are they better known for anything, or is this uh... Joe Hill is a horror novelist? If you've seen the movie Horns, he wrote the novel that that movie's based on. Okay. Horn starring Daniel Radcliffe, I'm a.k.a. Familiar with it, but have not you're seen You're a Potter. Or you're a Potter, Harry. Oh, <laughs> you're, a, you're a wizard, Harry. And a thumping good one. Yeah. Not really so much. When you really look on the series, not so much a good wizard. Just a little bit of a protection spell, and it took him a long way. <laughs> that Patronus works, damn it. <laughs> Well, if you do something good, stick with it. Well, something good kind of happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. And he was I mean, just, Other you than know, having his family murdered? And well, I mean, the only reason he wasn't murdered is because something good happened to him. Okay. And he just kind of wrote it the rest of his life. You're just jealous because he got to hang around with Hermione. That's right. He married Jenny <laughs> Weasley. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Spends his youth around Hermione and then ends up getting the redhead. Fives Harry at them both. (laughs) (laughs) And Ron to boot. That's visceral. (laughs) It would have been for Ron. (laughs) (laughs) I always find... Orgy at Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's an orgy at Gryffindor. Oh, man. You know what they say about the Slytherin. (laughs) They're always sliding it in. Okay. 
<laughs> that's the that's the short you should make. <laughs> it's um party at the dorms in the uh, Hogwarts. Hufflepuffs. Parcel tongue is not good just for talking to snakes. <laughs> right, right, right. Huh. All the lesbians tend to be parcel tongues. <laughs> I wonder why that is. <laughs> okay, but we're talking about lock and key. <laughs> not, not your Hogwarts fantasies. And all, and all the skeevy guys that want to learn how to roofie people, and just, they just major in potions. <laughs> Although I seem to remember it was mainly chicks that were trying to roofie guys in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really was, huh? Yeah, yeah, and if you had that potion that turned you into things, I don't think um, Mad-Eye Moody would have been my first choice. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have transmogrified myself into, like, you know, Christina Aguilera or something. You would have turned yourself into Tom Cruise and fucked yourself all day. (laughs) That's right. But sadly, none of that occurred in Lock and Key, <laughs> the comic we were talking about. Uh, well, it was a lot about murder. Popular topic in comic books and movies these days. Yeah? Yeah, it's been going on for a few years. <laughs> so people got killed. Lives were changed. Well, let's just say we're going to spoil the fuck out of this for you. So. <laughs> if you didn't read we, Lock and Key we. yet and you want to, press pause. It's not saying turn it off. It's like, oh, you're getting pissed off at me. Press pause, read the book, come back to us, and join we us. We could talk around the plot details. Yeah, but that's going to let us leave us hemming and hawing. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil Okay, spoiler alert. Fuckers die. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a spoiler. I think uh, it's a horror story. Uh, I think murder occurring is, it's kind of, uh, if it's not happening, it's not a horror story. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't have to have murder in it to be horror. It has to have the the threat of murder in it. Or some other wise debilitating or, or unwanted effect. Mm-hmm. Horrific action yeah yeah like being stuck at bingo all night with a bunch of old ladies or having your face sutured to the ass of somebody else it's yeah. not, a, not actually murder you didn't find human centipede as erotic as i did i did not watch it i've just i've, I've only read heard commentary. about it and yeah that doesn't sound fun for me okay so the first one is pretty great in that it is a way over the top Z type horror movie. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with a zombie horror movie. Right. But the second one was kind of reaching. And they just released a third one. Mm. They released a third one. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, Human Centipede 3. I knew they tried to, to milk it with this Human Centipede 2. But the first one, the performances and everything, I mean, it was just bizarro enough to be a perfect modern answer to the sick horror films of the 60s and 70s. Yeah. 
And with the over-the-top performance by the guy who plays the mad scientist, it's definitely a must-watch. Yeah. Full of crazy scientists, bad... Bad logic. Bad logic. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call them mad scientists. I call bullshit on your logic. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's shit in this one. So, and then, you know, cops and pretty girls and near misses, and it has everything you want that type of movie to have. Okay. But sadly, none of it happens in Lock and Key. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, there are horrific things that happen in logic. In there there are a pretty, there are a couple of good scenes in in the six issues that comprise Volume One. Welcome to Lovecraft. I really expected a, a Lovecraftian story. Yeah, not so much. No, it's, Lovecraft is just thrown in there to put butts in seats. It, it, it's a fake out. <laughs> they faked me out. Now, if I paid for this, I would be a little bit angry. But actually pleasantly surprised with the story that I would not take it back. There's I didn't pay there's for more it. volumes, so it could go Lovecraftian. I, I guess it could. And, and there was elements there that, that transcended There were definitely time. supernatural things going on. I mean, there's definitely a time and space thing happening in it. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, um, like, I like the way that... They, with the three issues that deal with each of the kids, Mm -hmm. like how Bode's dealing with his dad and going through the door and going, oh, okay, this is what death is about. Well, when he when he discovers the magic key in the door and goes through it and and becomes a ghost, Bodhi. I like to say it, Bodhi. Yeah, it's Bode. Whatever. <laughs> Have you heard the writer pronounce it? Yeah. Actually, okay. I have. Because okay. <laughs> they're the ones. <laughs> you probably get to decide. Not usually, though. Because I'm right in this case. Because <laughs> I do the final edit. <laughs> Not because I'm really right. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you say you do the final edit, but uh I didn't say I listen to it. I'm the last <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the last person that listens to it. <laughs> I didn't say the final edit was good. <laughs> no, the last week I time shifted the piece a bit and and I thought it would auto cut off at the end there, but I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> no. So maybe I'll go over it and edit it and cut that end off. So I had the outro music and then just an extended <laughs> six minutes. <laughs> That's funny. I thought it was too long. <laughs> and I thought I cut more time than that. I, I was, it was funny. I actually listened to the entire six minutes of silence. <laughs> just to see if there was anything. Just to see if there was anything. Well, you were probably driving. <laughs> I was driving and I didn't feel like listening to the news. So <laughs> I just let it play. And I'm like, <laughs> dead air is a lot better to listen to than the news. <laughs> Some days, later on. some days, absolutely. <laughs> CJ's dead air is more entertaining than nothing at all. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> you know, I, I hate to say it, but it may have been the most fascinating six minutes of the show so of far. The show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's uh, the anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, this is going to be good. Look how long I'm waiting for this. <laughs> the buildup on this is killing me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and now they're tuning into this. So. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> So yeah, I liked it when uh, when Bodhi became a ghost. <laughs> it looks like Brody. Yeah. So that was interesting, and then explaining how ghosts move around in uh, being immaterial, how they work. Um, the sister didn't get a lot of meat into her backstory. I mean, she told you about it, kind of got into it, and then they moved right along. Um, kind of interesting with, um, what's his name? Ty. Sam. Sam Lester. Mm-hmm. Sam's backstory could have been meteor. Yeah. Because I think I would have liked to see the transition a little more, because it was a little fast. Not quite Anakin Skywalker fast, but... Uh, but pretty fast. Pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, why he seemed to crack so easily. That was, uh, I thought that was a little fast. But uh, I, I could see where they were going. Um, yeah, and then Ty, the, old, the older brother. Yeah, they didn't spend a lot of time on Ty, but that thing in the garage, I could see where he was at, and I could see where his head was wrapped around. But even less time on the mom and the uncle. Yeah. And They'll, from the few panels I got from what I read, the uncle has a thing for the mom. N- not so much. No. Are they actual brother and sister? Or he's the he's, husband's brother? He's Rendell's brother. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I, I kind of thought maybe something like that. Um, if you read... Hey, don't spoil the next yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, we can spoil the <laughs> volume one. We can't spoil beyond that. If Otherwise, people don't even need to listen to it. Yes. If you read book two, you'll you'll find See out more about what he was hesitating Duncan. about. All right. I know there's some there's some murmuring to himself where he told himself to grow some balls, and, and I thought that was because you know he needed to give it to the drunk hot w- uh, widow. He was yeah. murmuring about growing some balls because he wanted to tell her. Hey, you're drinking too much. Oh. That's less fun. And then he pushed out and said, Hey, all the really good stuff's on the top. No, nah, I like my uh, I like my women normally pretty drunk. <laughs> Drunker they are, the better I look. <laughs> um but yeah, Sam's story was I thought was super interesting, and and I would have liked to see more time in him in the j- detention facility, where and making contact with the the echo in the well. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was paced pretty well altogether to move the story along. It, I think it was paced well, it better was, than I thought it would have been. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was paced well enough that I read it in one sitting and when I was done I wanted the next volume 
I, yeah, I, like I said, I liked it. I think it could have got a bit meatier in places. I think if it was four issues longer, so some of those scenes we saw could have been explored more. Now, but I mean, it was really good. It was the first volume, yeah. And in a situation like that, the writer doesn't always know that he's going to get more chances to explore the story. So. At that point, he may have been picking and choosing what he was going to develop. No, no, I, I get you. It's expensive to produce a comic book, and especially these days when you, know, <clears throat> you have to produce it before orders are made. And you're paying talent way before you're even getting an order. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And these guys did this at IDW, not a big house. So I, The guys at IDW, though, are pretty phenomenal. Oh, they're amazing. I mean, they, they make a ton of books on like shoestring budgets and just put out super high quality all the time. Yeah. I've sat in on, on panels and stuff with the IDWs. <laughs> Jack's usually off chasing some uh, nerd beats autograph. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to the geek rooms. <laughs> Which one of us has our priority straight? That's right. You need to work on that. I'm at home sleeping. <laughs> so well, I get it. I just I, I I thought it was well done, and I would have liked to see a little bit meteor backstory. It, it left you craving. Yeah, it, it leaves you wanting I guess that's more. That's a good sign. It leaves yeah. you. It leaves you. I mean, I knew where everybody's book. motivations were coming from. I just I think it would have been nicer to have more, except for Echo, the thing that played the. You didn't want more. No, Echo. I mean I think Echo wasn't Echo was a mystery and Echo should have been a mystery. Yeah. But the the twist at the end, the last like, I don't know, eight, ten pages in issue six. Yeah. Where Echo gets what it wants. Yeah. Well, Echo doesn't get everything it wants. But it sure does look like it was as we turn the last couple pages. Because um, I was wondering where Sam went. I thought Sam was sure to go into the well. No. Uh, you know that? Sam is a ghost now. Yeah, I thought I thought Sam was destined for the well, like a trading Echo's place. Yeah. Um, a little bit of uh, the ring there with the well thing and the climbing out scene. You can't yeah. help but not think of the ring when you saw that scene. It didn't go as badly for Bodhi as I thought it was going to. But, I mean, for the kid who dies for fun. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The dreams with the dad, that was really interesting. Yeah. Like, the clues given. That's that's a device I personally love. When a departed gives you advice in dreams. I mean, something I've explored in stories before. One of my favorite things was Bode's comic book. That comic yeah, that he draws that for like school, number three or four. I think it was two, was it? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely two or three. Issue. He's two. adjusting to the the new school, and except the problem I usually have with those kind of things is um, the misspellings, you know, because it's there's not there's like how, what adults would think how kids would misspell the words. I've looked at Caleb, my youngest spelling, 
and he spells things like Bode does. Yeah. So. I think everyone's different. Yeah. Because I've seen a few thousand examples myself. (laughs) 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 So, overall verdict on this? Do we like the... I think we like the pacing. I I think I'm I'm definitely going to read the next one just to see how it goes. Yeah, it's got me uh, hooked for the the second volume. Because there's a lot. Yeah, I loved it. But... I'm the one who said read this, mm-hmm. so yeah. If you didn't love it, I'd you know want to kick you in the balls and ask you why you made me read it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I read this. Re- I read this really terrible piece of shit. <laughs> I think you should suffer too. <clears throat> hey guys, read this crap. It'll be fun. Yeah, like I told you last week about the couple of the, the comic books that I, I had read, the graphic novels, and they were different. You know, but I put that out there. I mean, read it if you like different, but if you don't, don't, because you're going to get real different. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be real different. It's going to be real, not superhero stuff. But the art was very, not superhero style, but definitely fits into, I mean, the artist could go superhero anytime. And, and I know the artist's experience has written for the big companies or drawn for the big companies. He he may have. I'm not sure if he has. I think I saw it in the credits. But he could. I mean, he would yeah, fit in. He would definitely work. I thought his style was kind of blocky. Yes. His his heads are blocky. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to get used to it. But once I did, I really, really got into it and just kind of fell in love with his art. Reminded me a lot of um, Invincible. If you've ever read or Robert Kirkman's Invincible. Okay. So the the human bodies and stuff kind of reminded me of that. A little sketchier on, on some of the stuff and it lo- loved his backgrounds. I, uh, you know, you weren't looking at characters in a sea of nothingness. Yeah. You know, there's a, a lot of depth and perspective set in. So that was really good. I, I really enjoy when the artist takes the time to draw a freaking flight of stairs when they don't need to, really. Yeah. You know, they can draw just one. I've seen that all the time, draw one stair and a foot, you know, but to take the time to draw everything in perspective. It's good stuff. The, art, the art's high quality across the board. Pencils, inks, colors, letters. Yeah. I Tonight, thought the colors were really good. It's IDW. That's what you yeah. get from them. Never really thought of myself as an IDW <coughs> fan boy, but uh, <laughs> I guess I have gone to their panels. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, pick it up and read it. I, I would I would definitely say it's worth the read. Definitely. So, last thoughts? Intriguing, uh, good pacing, interesting story, good artwork. Um, I I give it uh, four out of five stars. If it's a comic book and we rate it on things comic book related, we can we can give it like on a scale of one to four colors. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I thought you were going to say on a scale of one to Fantastic Four. <laughs> no. No, because that's going to be zero to minus ten pretty soon. <laughs> no matter how bad the movie is, it won't be able to spoil my love for the Fantastic Four. No, but it's going to make me ashamed of it for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could happen. Um, any ideas for what we want to read next week? I say volume two, but hey, screw it. That's too much. <laughs> well, I have a suggestion, but uh, Jason's not going to like it. Is it another one of your sex comics? No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't read sex comics. Um, I want to suggest uh, reading the, uh, the Honor Harrington series. Is that a graphic novel? Uh, yeah. Do they have a graphic novel out? Yes, they do. But at the very least, they have... A floppy? Uh, they have three or four floppies that are out. I think they put them out as a, a graphic novel. What's your um? What was your reader of choice on your tablet? You have an Android tablet. Um, I don't know. It's some reader you suggested. Uh, comics? K-O-M-I-K? Okay. I use uh, Comic Rack. I like Comic Rack. Um, I have given Chunky a try on this iPad because I have an iPad. And I can kind of point it at my server. So far, I'm having a terrible time trying to stream comics. I, want, I don't want, because it's an iPad, you know, which means right. it's, it's basically useless. No expandable storage. Right. Or... So when I put a comic on here, it but... takes up space. Yeah, so unlike me, you don't have a 128-gig SD card in the memory slot. Nor can I have a library of SD cards to yeah. put in there. Well, I could, but they can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I try to tape them to the front and say, like, meld, <laughs> kind of do your magic, but they don't like each other. <laughs> so the transfer by osmosis really uh, does not work does at not all. work with the iPad. No, no. Okay. So I'm trying to find a, a streaming-type reader. Yeah. Um, and which requires me to, on my PC, run a streaming-type comic book server. And I've had no joy with Comic Glass or with Comic Streamer or anything else. But Chunky at least lets me point to libraries and download from there. Okay. So you can't just point any of these things at one of your virtual drives and cloud storage not all of them chunky lets me kind of like surf that middle ground where i can play with comic streamers and if they don't work browse directly to my whatever clouds i want or like this one's pointing to my comics folder add this one's pointing to my google drive at Um, this moment cj is gesturing towards his ipad and pointing at this one and this one and this one so i can browse my shared drives through the app interface. Okay. Instead of having to go to the drive, download it, and hope I have an open in menu in my iPad. And if I don't, then I'm downloading it and moving it, and it's just ridiculous. So I can just download it within the app. See, because in Android, you can just mount one of your. Listen, cloud Steve Jobs isn't such a, a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, if he had added external storage before he died, that would have been a nice thing. Listen, the only reason we even care about Apple anything is because of iTunes revolutionizing the music business. If it wasn't for that, iPod would not be anything, and nobody would give a dang about the iPhone. Because you know what the iPhone is? An iPod you can make phone calls with. Yeah. And it's a a telephone, a smartphone that doesn't break every 15 minutes. So quality control. Stable environment. Under the... Well, under the guise of quality control in a stable environment, with the sole intention of bilking your pocketbook for every single download it can. Every time you want to listen to a new song, you get to buy it from them. They don't care about the artist. 99 cents. $1.99. What, Taylor Swift? We can't give your stuff away? <laughs> Aww. Maybe Taylor Swift's too big to fight. But until then... They're making a dollar off every song ever played. Because you know what? Most suckers don't know not to pay them. Import my library that I ripped? I can't do that. I'm just going to buy it again. Yeah, I was going to mention that you can import... No, you can. All your I can. CDs. Techies can. Grandma can't. She buys it again. Mm. It's a lot more grandmas than there are techies. Okay. Apple's making suckers out of your grandma. Not my grandma. Because she's a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. I mean, you get, like, the Adam and Eve thing, right? You know, the snake gets all all, all of the bad mojo and press from the whole thing. Apple comes out unscathed and becomes, like, it's obviously an evil item. It's an apple. And look at it bilk you for all your money now. <laughs> Yet everyone sings its praises. Apples are evil. They have been since day one. Poor fucking snake. Got all the bad press. The apple got away unscathed. And it's still stealing money from you. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> apple should be called snakey. Snakel. Slytherin. 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 <laughs> So, yeah, I've been using Chunky. I really love Comic Rack, but I just had that ability with Chunky to be able to point it to my uh, other sources. Yeah. See, I don't have that problem, so I just swap out my SD cards. Yeah, one of these days I got to buy a real tablet. (laughs) (laughs) So, I can delete. Lock and Key Volume 1, Welcome to Lovecraft, and free up some space for, apparently, Honor Harrington Saves the Universe. I just read that, only it was Scott Pilgrim. Well, that was the world, wasn't it? Well, there's, like, Issue 6 is Saves the Universe. Okay. He's being sarcastic, that's not the title. I know, it's it's hard to imagine. CG being sarcastic. So where is this uh, um, Honor Harrington graphic novel available? What's the price and how long is it? Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> I was actually toying with picking up the uh, 
um, the graphic novel form myself because I have them in floppies. So you're going to support the artist twice. Yeah. He really likes it. Well, uh, I'm a fan of the the book series. Um, to use an analogy that CG has heard me use before, uh, Honor Harrington uh, reads a lot like uh, Master and Commander in Space. So, so you've got these grand naval battles and broadsides and missile volleys and explosive decompression and damage control and marine boarding parties and... Did they have explosive decompression in Master and Commander? Well, they had uh, They called sinking. it flooding and sinking, yeah. The fact is that uh, when you get the ocean like space line. is a hostile environment and your ship is not only how you attack your enemy, it's what's protecting you from the ocean claiming your life. Okay, then. So, uh, on Basilisk Station. Came out uh, November last year, so we're really uh, blazing trails here. (laughs) (laughs) That's my suggestion. You can take it, or you can... Not take it. <laughs> but I think you like to take it, so. <laughs> I'm not even going there. <laughs> I don't know what you heard. <laughs> There's something wrong with you, boy. So I guess if we can find a copy, we'll read it. <laughs> or if we can get a copy here in time. H O N O R? Just look for Tales of Honor. Um, Tales. Tales of Honor, Volume 1. So the the books and the graphic novel follows the career of a promising young naval officer by the name of Honor Harrington. What does she promise? Everything that the Admiralty wants in an officer. She's like Ender Wiggin, only older and female. Not quite, but yeah. And since we are trying to challenge each other and expand our reading horizons... He's going to be fucked next week. (laughs) (laughs) CJ gets to pick. CJ gets to pick. He's going to get mind fucked. And not in a good, like, tentacle midget kind of way. I'm not reading any hentai or Tijuana Bibles, dude. Okay, so no sex. (laughs) We're good with, like, like the regular Americans, we're good with the violence, not so good with the sex. Well, you know, uh, Jason's choice had uh, sex in there. What? Yeah. What's his name? Rapes the mom. No. The trading services to the trucker for uh, transportation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, kind of disturbing, too. I think it was meant to be disturbing. Yeah, well, it it succeeded. I thought that's how everybody gets rides. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck, man! Ass, gas, or grass? You know. Yeah, that's right. (sighs) Never have any cash or grass. (laughs) 
That's why you like things visceral. Mm. <laughs> it's familiarity. <laughs> okay, so uh, Tales of Honor, Volume 1, on Basilisk Station, comic more graphic novel. Available at Amazon, if you Four, want to read. 1405. I guess I should revive my Amazon links and put them on the... <laughs> it would be nice to, you know, put links to the... Um, on the the telling people to buy on the blog. Yeah. yeah, you know we can pimp their products and a little business their way. And when I say little, I mean a little business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if we get a half a percent of return, like we usually like <laughs> anticipate on a junk mail, so it's half a percent of like twenty. <laughs> yeah, we might make a sale in a few years. So, in geek news this week is uh, San Diego Comic Con, which we will not be attending. This year. You know who else is not attending San Diego Comic Con this year? Marvel Comics. Oh, really? They're not coming? They're boycotting? They're not boycotting. They just didn't get a booth. Now, DC just moved, so they have an excuse to miss stuff. They're moving their facilities to Burbank. They're leaving the Big Apple. And what is Marvel's excuse? Um, They are now owned by Disney. Okay. So? Disney has its own conventions. Oh, okay. Disney has whatever it is. D something. D23. They have the anniversary thing. Um, They have Star Wars Celebration. Frozen Con. I can't. If they have Star Wars Celebration, if they have the Disney thing. I cannot see them foregoing the opportunity to bring the biggest selling comic book characters their own convention. So but that's just my guess. You're thinking they're going to launch a competitive con. Or a con at a different time. Why would they compete? Why not just own everybody at a different time? Like yeah. with, like with uh, Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration is huge. <coughs> that's like... So if they're, if they're not going to compete, then why, why not attend? Them? Well, the sponsor, San Diego Comic-Con, still costs them a buttload of money. Yeah. You're contributing resources, time. It's crazy to go to conventions on that kind of scale. You might as well earn all the ticket money back hosting your own. And if they've been doing this for Star Wars and <coughs> Disney's, then they know how to make it work. So I can't imagine Marvel coming back in any big way to San Diego again now that Disney owns them. So one less Hollywood asshole at Comic-Con. Well, you know, Marvel is way bigger in the Hollywood than they are in the comics these days anyway. Yep. Which is kind of suck. Because, I mean, the one thing... where they make money. It's it now, now yeah. It's crazy the the juxtaposition. You remember when superheroes were money losers? Superhero movies yeah. didn't make money. <laughs> they didn't have the special effects to make them worth watching. Now you can make anything. So, um, but the big thing at Comic Con was uh, Marvel's. This is what's coming this next year, and this is what Marvel's doing. But, you know, Marvel hasn't been blazing trails with comic books for a long time. They've just been kind of, like, 
reaping the benefits off being the biggest boy on the playground. They still, I still feel they're doing it wrong with the digital comics. You know, they have a comic book comes out, and then they release it digitally the same week and can buy it digitally for the same price as the physical copy. It's not available to their pres- subscription service for six months after until after its release. So if you're paying Marvel for the subscription model, you still don't get to see the new stuff. Not for six months. You know, and I've I've long believed, and, and I've heard other artists like Mark Wade say this before, that new comic books should be available for like 99 cents digitally. So you can get the readers to read them. Because you have nothing to collect with a digital comic book. You know, you're paying 99 cents to read it. And yeah, you're not going to go out and buy it, but you probably weren't going to anyway then. I mean, because if you really think about it, comic books are up to three ninety nine, four ninety nine yeah. each. If you have a, a pull list of 20, you're out the door for 80 to 100 bucks now. You know, with, with still 250, 300 comic books coming out every month. There's no way someone can afford to read them all. Back when I had the store, I read everything. Um, we bought everything. My, between my brother and myself, we bought at least like one copy of everything. And he was kind of the DC guy, and I was the Marvel guy. And we had some crossovers, and then we all split on our independents. And the independents were always the most expensive. But you'd be out the door for like, I think when we were buying in bulk for ourselves, $250, $350 a month. And that was buying everything. Try to buy everything. Now you're going to be out the door for like anywhere between nine and $1,200. Yeah, I remember when I was buying comics, I was dropping 200 bucks a month. Or yeah. A week. I'd walk out 200 bucks. Yeah, and at $3, $4 a book, you can do that. But now at 4 or $5 a book... You know, and it's not unheard of for indie comics to have to sell at four ninety nine. Yeah. So what you're saying is Marvel needs to learn something from uh, Slytherin. I mean Apple, and sell it for ninety nine cents a piece. Yeah, and I, I'm sure Marvel would argue that you know a whole album still costs you nine ninety nine or something like that on on on, um, on Lucifer's music. Yeah, but music. it's the equivalent of buying the the volume one graphic novel, which has six issues in it. Yeah, yeah. So, sure, pay ten dollars for the. Uh, but if the you want the, or the if you want the one hit song, you yeah. pay the ninety nine cents and get cents. it. Damn right. Yeah, floppies, electronic floppies should be ninety nine cents. And if you're worried about anything else, then you're playing the wrong game. Because you should be worried about getting your stuff read by everybody. Because that's how the movie gets made. Okay, so who's in charge of Marvel? I'd have to look it up. Who who do we have to to petition to make this happen? Like the real person in charge. Not like Joe Quesada. (laughs) (laughs) The air quote editor-in-chief. You know, all we have to do is... uh, Who's the publisher? Tell him the editor doesn't have anything to do with money. That our listeners demand this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All twenty emails from India arrive saying they're right. Comics should be ninety nine cents electronically. <laughs> I think between the people in this room, we could uh, we could set up enough botnets to email supportive messages. 
<laughs> it wasn't meant to be a DDoS attack. It was just a very aggressive email saying, make our floppies 99 cents. <laughs> we just fucked up. <laughs> We're sorry, okay? <laughs> so San Diego Comic Con. Uh, all the real nerds are there. Except well, for Marvel. no, random nerds are there now. Yeah, you know how how are they random? Because you get in the the waiting room, okay, and you get randomly chosen. Either that or the legacy nerds, the nerds that were smart enough to not, buy their tickets every year, ticket. regardless of what their other plans were. Not refunded. That was my downfall. I have refunded my fucking ticket. <laughs> So the last couple of years I spent in the round robins with no joy. Yeah. So I didn't go and I didn't go and if I go this if I go next year it's going to be a small press cuz it's the only way to make sure I go. <laughs> As you do the the majority of your savings if you purchase before I think September or October, which is really funny. So about the same time that I got to pay for Comic-Con this year, I have to pay for Comic-Con next year. Yep. And the booths are getting insane. I think I posted on the blog last week or the week before that uh, booths were like a few years ago at uh, Comic-Con were $300. Then the year before last, they were $400. And last year, they were $500. And this year, they've got to be about $500 for small press. That's an eight-foot table, folks. That's all you get. $500 to show up. And you've been through small press yeah. Um, at San Diego now, and the people that just like walk quickly by because they're not there to see actual creators and artists. They're there to see Stan Lee and whoever's on TV and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so, what's their policy on uh, employees for uh, uh, small press table as far as, uh, or Artist Alley, whatever? Whatever type of table you're talking about getting, we're going to be able to bring like more than one other person. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't looked at the upcoming contract, and I don't have a copy of this one live on this tablet. But usually two to four passes for each, so it depends. I mean, four. <laughs> that seems like you would save money if it was five hundred dollars, because you can just charge everybody that's going one hundred and twenty-five dollars, and you get a table and hang out. And now you're a pro at Comic-Con. And that means you're going to pick up some little hot cosplay girl, take her back to the hotel and say, yeah, see this badge? Press, baby. Now you go get that Sailor Moon costume off and Damn we'll talk strict. about it. Because you know who you're picking up at Comic-Con? Fucking Sailor Moon. Beard or no. I'm all right with that. you got to be scoping out the sailors first. And the Sailor Moons. Sailor Moon, Jupiter, uh, Black Widow. um, Have a couple of drinks. You can't tell the Black Widows from the Catwoman's again. Black Cat, Catwoman, (laughs) yeah. There's like 20 million Slave Leia's. I must be drunk. No, there are actually 20 million (laughs) Slave Leia's. (laughs) Are they all hot? Almost. Last time I was uh, at Comic-Con, it was a... Some anniversary mark of Star Wars. God knows what it was. 25th, I don't know. Uh, 20th, something. Um, 
and they had a biz- they had the five o first stormtroopers were there. And, They're always there. Um, the the battalion of slave Leia's was there, and yeah, again a staple. Yeah. Like they have a, like a photography area where you, you can get your picture taken with two or three slave Leia's, or twenty, or thirty. I don't know. Not that it's a bad thing. Like I said, I'm embracing the nerd bait. Yeah. But you've been railing against it for some time now. I'm still not a fan of the the women who go there and, like, sell 8x10 glossies. But, but you know, if people are, you know, all, go ahead and enjoy All it. the celebrities are selling 8x10 glossies. They're all selling autographs. They're all, um, whether they're men, women, they got to make a living. They Eventually you get too old for Hollywood to give you a role anymore, so you have to sign pictures of when you weren't yeah i get that i'm trying not to be such a hard ass i'm 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 embracing everybody's artistic contribution even if it's only like dressing up like somebody else because you look hot doing it now the the one that kind of stood out in my mind i think it was at uh kamikaze last year um uh, playboy had some booth there and they were pimping like their off-brand uh, calendar girls for their models that aren't popular. Right, uh, they look good. They look great. They, I mean, they, they looked amazing, but they had no clue what Kamikaze was. They had no idea why they were there. They just knew that they were being paid to stand around in costumes and flirt with uh, with fat nerds. <laughs> why do these pasty out of shape guys like me? Because I'm dressed in this. I don't know what this is. You are your Psylocke. Just, just look aloof. <laughs> Squint a lot like you hate the... Oh, no, you already got that down. I see that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was... Uh, I, I found that annoying. And, you know, in general, I'm a fan of Playboy. Um, I like pictures of young naked women, so... Not, not that young, CJ. <laughs> well, you said women, so I imagine that means fully grown, consenting adults. I hope that's what it means. I've got so many comments. <laughs> as long as it doesn't mean linebackers and drag. Yeah. I mean, that's okay if it does. <laughs> I mean, probably not going to stand in that line. So... One thing that I was remarking to um, someone earlier today was the fact that Comic-Con is this week. Mm-hmm. Preview night's tonight, I believe. Yeah. Uh, this is Thursday. I think preview night actually started on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. So usually it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've seen a lot of my uh, uh, nerd celebs on Facebook have been posting and putting up pictures and there was some fluff piece on uh, on CBS news uh, local news tonight and but it's not like news channel comic-con news channel comic-con news channel comic-con front page of CNN money CNET whatever your news source du jour is mm-hmm. I'm not seeing comic-con so are you thinking the the luster is fading, the the shine's wearing off? Uh, 
I mean, it's still still going to sell out. Still going to be big, but I think it's turning the corner. I think it's gone the way of CES. Remember when CES was huge every year? Consumer Electronics Show. All those amazing stuff coming out. These like little spinny platters or the laser reads of things. Ooh, that's neat. I've actually been to CES, yeah. Yeah, I remember. It was huge. Yeah. It used to be open to the public, too. Yeah, I had to come up with some sort of industry credentials to... Uh, yeah, to it's not open to the public register. anymore. It's professionals. Um, I guess E3 is huge right now. The, they're very difficult to get into or very expensive. E3? Yeah. yeah. E3. Um, and I was really jealous last year because uh, several of my coworkers... Um, Active duty guys from uh, the Air Force got to go to E3. Um, yeah, I know handful, dozen people went last year. Same seem to be going, or same to seem to have went this year. Um, some people are super excited about it. It's like what video games? Yeah, and <laughs> I'm like pretending I don't know. I know I don't really. It's not that huge to me. Not because I don't love video games. I spend way more money than, you know, <laughs> probably the average person, but not as much as, like, an addict does on video games. I've got a number of Xboxes. Yeah. <laughs> a couple Xboxes and an Xbox One, I think I saw. In yeah, I'm kind of a Marvel slut. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft slut. Yeah. Oh, Marvel slut, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which might be a reason that I think Marvel not going to Comic Con super huge. But uh, as far as E three goes, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what I can get from going there that I can't get from reading the trades. Uh, you know, it's you don't get to see the trailers when they're announced. It, it's not the way a few hours later, yeah. so someone uploads it to YouTube. Yeah. There, there's, it's like going to a live football game. Yeah, you can get a better show sitting at home watching the tele, uh, telecast. You get better camera angles. You get better uh, better replays. Uh, but when you're in the stadium, uh, there's definitely a feel to it. And it's the same reason that you go to Comic-Con. You know, is there, is there anything that happens at Comic-Con that you won't get within a, a few days or a few weeks Probably not. Well, yeah, they have some exclusive content, first peaks, but eventually that's gonna that's gonna make its way into your uh, your availability. You you get it a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months early. Yeah, I just I find it funny that I don't get that same kind of sense from E3 that I do from Comic Con, even though I'm not going to Comic Con this year. Even though I know I wanted to. And we, if you've listened to the podcast, you know how much they've hurt me. They're <laughs> <laughs> not letting me go this year. Yeah, if you do the statistics, you've, uh, you've mentioned Comic-Con and uh, the, the suffering that it's inflicted upon your emotions uh, 273 times. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. But... um. Yeah, I just didn't, I've never felt like that for E3. And I remember the craze of CES. I was probably closer to feeling that with CES. Well, I've never taken my video game to E3 and had the author or creator sign my game. Right. But I have done that with 
comic books. Yeah, yeah. Comics and T-shirts and stuff. Sought out creators. Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. I actually uh, uh, I stumbled upon some um, uh, some new books and stuff at Comic Con. Um, there was a. Uh, um, it's been more than a couple of years now, but um, um, stumbled upon an author uh, by the name of Naomi Novik. Um, she's a, a female author, and she wrote a, uh, a book called uh, His Majesty's Dragon, which was this bizarre combination of dragons and Napoleonic battles. Um so is that like a like a um euphemism for like penis? <laughs> no. Cuz it's all like lizard like. No. Um Are you sure. Re- interesting. It was almost like a, a historical novelization of Napoleonic battles, but both sides of uh, both armies had um air support in the form of dragons um, that could mount both ground assaults and carry troops in an airborne fashion. Um, Interesting story. Really interesting story. Uh, Stumbled over her at at a Comic-Con, and uh, I I think I was waiting in line for an autograph for one author, and... Uh, saw her standing there and got to listen to her, her pitch and spe- spiel uh, and ended up buying her book and getting her to sign it. Well, that that brings up an interesting thing. You weren't interested in this at all, but you overheard it? Yeah. Um, it's something that I overheard at the convention. I think they uh, they had some flyers for her books in the... Uh, uh, now, were you attracted because she's a pretty girl? No, no, uh, it it had nothing to do with her physical appearance. Um, middle-aged woman, uh, nothing model-like or anything like that, just sort of a... Okay, so her pitch sold you. Her her pitch? Yeah, the the pitch um, in the, the goodie bag that you get when you, uh, when you register, uh, they had some promotional flyers in there. I read through that, um, you know... Uh, listened to her talking about the books while I was waiting in line, and uh, I thought, you know, this is interesting, and I want to read it. And so, as long as I'm here, and the books are there, and the author's there, why not get a book and have the author sign it? So this is an actual novel, not a... Uh, it's a novel, yeah. Okay. Uh, but you you like army and battle and war I, stories. I, I am a uh, an amateur historian, and I, 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 I like... Uh, military history uh, and I like what ifs what if stories uh, including the Marvel series what if uh, love that one. Oh god yeah um, but uh, I love all things I especially love uh, military history about World War II and but military history in general it fascinates me so so you were an easy sell yeah I I maybe I might have been the target audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, it it did have a hint of kind of a historical. I don't want to say romance, but um, just that sort of vibe uh, 
um, the historical novelization with, let's say, some romanticized ideas, not romance, quote, uh, doing my air quote that you can't see, but sort of a romanticized history with elements of military tactics and dragons and stuff. And you can find it on Amazon. Look for His Majesty's Dragon by Naomi Novak. Novik. N-O-V-I-K. So man, if if we get the percentage uh, a, a percent of a percent of sales that we generate from this podcast, your financial troubles are over. Yeah, it's only like half a penny. Routed down. Sponsors will be fighting over our show. Amazon is breaking down our door. They're saying, please don't use our name in your show anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It will come in the form of a cease and desist letter. (laughs) Done those before. Okay, yeah. So Marvel not at SDCC this year, just like me. Maybe they heard I couldn't go. <laughs> that would be two seventy four. <laughs> it's uh, it's a sign of solidarity. Yeah, you know they they recognize the plight of uh, the average nerd. I mean, their their characters are average nerds. Well, except for Iron Man, he's not an average nerd. He's Peter Parker is an nerd. average nerd. Average nerd. Yeah. Super smart nerd. He's super smart. Oh, okay. I mean, Peter Parker's super smart. Yeah. You know, what's and a nerd? Ha- and he has a hot girlfriend, so maybe not the average nerd. Right. <laughs> hmm. You know, probably not a whole lot of average characters in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. <laughs> Who's average? The guy buying it. <laughs> the guy showing up three ninety nine for a comic he hopes to feel some sort of connection to. Yeah. Truth is, kids, you're not going to be Spider-Man, no matter how hard you try. And if you go around irradiating spiders and then letting them bite you, you'll probably just die. (laughs) Slowly, painfully, and with no hair. So, yeah, I guess I can just, all all I can do is look at the schedule and wistfully say, I can't be there at Comic-Con. But that's why we're going to Kamikaze this year. And other conventions. So remember, folks, next week, um, if you're reading along in our comic book book in our comic book club, um, we're going to be reading Honor Harrington, something something Basilisk Station, <laughs> Tales of Honor, Volume One on Basilisk Station. Okay, so and you can get that on Amazon. Click the link below. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about doing video podcasts on these, you know, setting up a camera. Mm. What do you think? No. <laughs> I, I think it'll be camera really will be boring me. to watch. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but it'll be in the studio full of half-built puppets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Some of those puppets are at least two-thirds of the way. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got there's a, there's a few that are totally done. But... Uh, if you want to see 
how far they get along, remember, subscribe to the podcast that you're listening to. I guess the only reason you're listening to is because you've subscribed. Tell a friend. Make your mom. Make your mom. Subscribe. Jack, has your mom listened to any of the podcasts? I have yet? no idea. I, I... Has your sister previewed them for her? Uh, she has listened to at least a couple of episodes. There was so. a couple that were like mom safe. Yeah. And I'm rarely mom safe. Usually I'm danger to moms everywhere. Moms, daughters, you're just a danger. Yes. <laughs> okay, folks, if you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, have fun. Think of me. Tell your friends about Klaus, the Bunny Rabbit Tragedies, and the Desperate Mothers podcast. I'm CJ Watson. I'm Jason Rice. And I am Jack Fisher. Hop on. <laughs>